This is Gateway City Sports. This is the Derek King Sports Show. Cardinals, Blues, Mizzou Athletics, Chiefs. He has it covered. The Derek King Sports Show. Only on Gateway City Sports. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How is it going? Hopefully all is well. Winter Wonderland, obviously. Kids have been home from school, I think, at this point for like, I don't know, two weeks? I I can't remember. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But thankfully, we've got a little bit of time now to actually be able to do a show. A couple of things that I want to get to right off the bat is if you guys look behind me, back over this shoulder here, uh, you see this wonderful jersey that I have back here. And this was gifted to me by the group We're St. Louis. And it was created specifically for certain amount of people and it is pretty badass i'm not gonna lie it's pretty awesome i wanted to show you guys that there's gonna be more uh more detail that i'm gonna go into that jersey back there but it's pretty awesome it's considered the legends jersey of the Lou. so you guys will see more of that here coming up soon but let's just go ahead and just get that out of the way that's the first house cleaning matter um And uh, that's really about it. Obviously, I haven't been on in the last several, you know, last two two weeks I haven't been on. Last week. I can't remember at this point. Kids, no school, you know, not being able to get out of the house, things like that. Snow out the wazoo. Let's talk the important things. Cardinals baseball. Pitchers and catchers report down in Florida today. We're going to be following that pretty closely. Make sure that you guys are following over on Gateway City Sports, both on the fan page and the main page, too, as well. Uh, Also, go over to the website. Make sure that you turn on your notifications and stuff for that for all the new articles that's going to be coming out with all the new news that's going to be coming out of spring training because that's going to be exciting. Everybody's going to want to see Nolan Arenado uh, taking BP. Everybody's going to want to see him doing those things. So definitely check that stuff out. Uh, secondly, the one another thing that I wanted to touch on is this rumor that has been going around the NFL circles right now uh, with J.J. Watt. J.J. Uh, Watt obviously was released by the Houston Texans, uh, what was it, last week, uh, per his request, and they honored his request. They let him go. Uh, and this morning I've noticed that there has been a lot of chatter that he is potentially going to the Packers, which goes completely against everything that I've read and seen so far. I'm not saying that it won't happen, but it definitely seems like the Packer faithful are faithful are out there keyboard warring it if that's even a phrase or a word that I could use, uh, that uh, that really want him on the Packers. 
Cleveland's been making a strong case. Pittsburgh's been making a strong case. I see him going to one of those teams in the Midwest. I see him. I don't rule out the Chicago Bears possibly, maybe. Highly improbable, but it could happen. But I see him going there in that Midwestern area. Now, remember, his wife is a soccer player, and she plays out of Chicago. So, you know, there's a very, very realistic possibility that something like that could happen there. So keep your eye on that over the next, I would say, three to four days. You know, see what happens there. The fun stuff, obviously, uh, us in St. Louis being the fact that we don't have a football team to root for anymore uh, for now until the Battlehawks come back. And until that point in time, we've got stuff to talk about on the lawsuit front. You see my smile. A little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of uh, glee there. Because uh, obviously when it comes to anything to do about the St. Louis lawsuit, obviously I just get giddy about it. Uh, you know, I love talking Cardinal baseball. I love talking spring training and all the ideas of players and where are we going to put certain players or we're going to trade for another player, this and that. I love talking about all that stuff. That's fantastic. But this lawsuit thing is really what gets gets my blood boiling and just gets me all giddy and i think really for me the thing that excites me the most is seeing the nfl finally being put on the stand and forcing them to admit to their wrongdoings that's one of the biggest things to me that I look at it and I go, wow, that's what I really want to see. I want to see them squirm. I want to see them admit of the filth and the nastiness that they've done, that they've created. I want to see it. The thing that upsets me right now is the prognosticators. Okay? It's the what, what they talk about in the stock market, the speculators, right? Everybody can't stand the speculators. Let's not get into the whole Robin Hood thing that happened with GameStop and everything else. But the speculation about what will or will not be awarded based on what? Based on certain individuals' perception? Or do they have an inside scoop? Do they think they know what's going on? There's random numbers that I consistently hear that are getting thrown out there in the St. Louis lawsuit that, oh, it's going to be the one that I heard consistently here over the last month has been $800 million. I don't know where they're coming up with $800 million. I've never heard that number. I have inside connections. I know what's going on. I know what's being said. And I can tell you this for a fact. I have outside of that rumor cropping up of $800 million, I have never heard of that number. Early, really early, we're talking before this uh, court date was even announced in October of 2021, and we'll see if that even happens. It might get extended out because of COVID. But I was hearing then $600 million at that point. And I remember having a conversation with several different uh, individuals that are in the know, that are working hand-in-hand hand with the law team, that are working in the discovery process, that are media types in St. Louis, in, in the national markets too as well, and spoke with every single one of them. And they 
more or less, and I'm not quoting them, but I'm just telling you what they told me, more or less, that $600 million is a gross understatement and a gross misrepresentation of what this law team is actually after, what they are going after. I think people are going to be shocked and awed and surprised by how much they're going for. Now, remember, just because you hear a number doesn't mean that that is the set in stone number. Because when you hear the recent number that's been kind of floating around here lately in with the media tropes in St. Louis has been $200 million. Uh, and they seem pretty excited about that. I don't really understand why, uh, because more than likely the money will just get blown. I mean, we know how politics are and how money goes and, you know, I mean, how much money did they waste on that trolley uh, up on Delmar? I mean, how much did they waste on that? So, but the fact of the matter remains is that when I hear a number like $200 million and I sit there and think, no, there's there's just no way that $200 million is going to cut the mustard. The thing that people are forgetting when it comes to litigation and things like this when you're talking antitrust is – and some, and some of you folks out there know and get it. Okay, I applaud you guys. Awesome. You've done your homework. You've read law. You understand it. But trebled. That means times three. Okay, so you take whatever reward is awarded and you times that by three. It's that simple. That's what's trebling is called. When it's an antitrust, it's automatically trebled. They're going after billion dollars or up to a billion dollars but that's going to be trebled we're talking close to three billion dollars which makes sense let's think about it logically when the rams were in st louis they were valued at just over a billion or right around a billion dollars one you know 990 something million billion 1.1 billion when they moved to los angeles overnight and this was without a new stadium. They just moved into the old Coliseum. They immediately went to a 2.8 to close to $3 billion team like that. So you have to understand, that's the first part. Second part is the fee, the relocation fee that was paid by the Rams for them to move from St. Louis to Los Angeles. That's another part of it. The third part of it is the fact that they built this stadium out there, and obviously with cost overruns and everything else, that increased the value of the team exponentially to another billion plus. So where the Rams are sitting at right now is somewhere in the vicinity of $3.5 to $3.8 billion. I mean, it couldn't make me happier that Stan Kroenke is bleeding money left and right. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy or as my... Uh, cohort, my good friend and my mentor, Palmer Alexander III, would say it couldn't have happened to a better a-hole. And that's true because I don't think, you know, it's like, and I heard Tim McKernan over on 590, the TMA show, he had said it the here just a week or so ago. It seems like this is the hottest ticket in town. Everybody wants to hear what's going to happen with this lawsuit. But 
in like on Twitter or on Facebook. It's in it like on automatic 100 likes if you say anything bad about Stan Kroenke because everybody hates him. And it, rightfully so. But why is it that people aren't getting up in arms and super excited about what is happening and like, I, you know, I really want to be involved with this. It's because of the trepidation that people have because we've been burnt so many times with the NFL. We've been burnt so many times by football. A lot of people have taken this stance. I'm going to step back and I'm going to wait and I'm going to see. And I don't blame you. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's, you know, St. Louis, St. Louis Stallions Day. So, ta-da, all, all that good stuff. Got to rep my got to rep my stallions. Okay, I get it. Uh, but which, by the way, that reminds me, I've got uh, an article that's going to be coming up here. Hopefully, here in the next few weeks. I think you guys are really going to like it. Kind of revolving around that. It's going to be kind of fun. It's going to be cool. So, but anyway, get back to this lawsuit thing. We're we're talking about billions. Of dollars, we're not talking about two hundred million. We're not talking about six hundred. We're not talking about eight hundred. As the great Allen Iverson once said, "We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We're talking about billions. We're not talking about millions. We're talking about billions with all caps, multiple, multiple S's, lots of billions." This comes also on the heels of the consistent rumors of the Jaguars potentially looking to possibly relocate and come out of Jacksonville. Uh, I've talked with people that are in the know down there, and it just seems to be a foregone conclusion that that team will be leaving the Jacksonville market. It may not be today, and it may not be tomorrow, but they are leaving the Jacksonville market at the first ample opportunity that they get. This Lot J referendum that they were trying to get across was kind of the crux to get them to stay and be competitive, as they say, in the market to draw in more money. But I'm telling you right now, they're gone. People, they could argue all the want, all they want, the fans, the talking heads. What have I said to all of you guys out there in, in YouTube land and Facebook land, wherever you're watching this from? I've said the same thing over and over. If you want to understand how this really works, stop being a fan. When you stop being, when you stop that fanatical approach, then you open your mind to a whole new set of, of a whole new concept of thought when it comes to the NFL, how they operate, why they operate the way they do. It's a business. They're in this to make money. These guys and gals were billionaires before they had teams. They're still billionaires now, and they're going to continue to be billionaires into the future. And why? Because they're cutthroat. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about the markets. They don't care about anything. They just care about where they're going to go on the Forbes list next year. That's all they care about. And stop thinking that these individuals, the Stan Kroenke's of the world, the Shad Khan's of the world, and so on and so forth, that they care anything else but that. 
This is a game to them. And also, and the biggest thing is, is everybody needs to stop thinking that these guys and gals are thinking on this ultra, like 4D level chess and, and you're playing like against uh, some, some kind of a chess master or something like that. You're not. These are petulant children that have always gotten their way because they have money. No one has ever told them no. Have you ever tried to deal with a child, a petulant child that has never been told no? Try it. See how, see what happens. See how that goes. Versus a kid who has uh, been trained to have boundaries and knows and understands rights and wrongs and how you're supposed to behave in the civil society. I mean, I don't really have to name any others. I think that there's plenty of people out there that could point fingers at certain people in the world today and say, hmm, there's one. Every single NFL owner is like this, and they would move their team out of their market in a heartbeat at the drop of a hat if they had an opportunity to do so. Now, COVID has thrown a wrench into those plans for a lot of these teams. There are a lot of teams that are probably going to end up having to stay put for a longer period of time than they naturally would, solely based on the fact that they lost a massive amount of revenue due to the COVID pandemic. All right, let's look at a couple other teams. We talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are blue in the face. Cool. There's other teams that a lot of people are forgetting about. You have the Carolina Panthers that are coming up. Yes, they have a a stadium that's a really good situation for them. They could leave if they want to. Um, it's a decent market. It's a mid-market, a lot like St. Louis is. Um, but it's still, there's bigger markets out there. There's always going to be that threat of London. What's, what's going to be the next Los Angeles 2.0 where these teams are going to threaten and hold, hold the proverbial feet to the fire of these municipalities and these cities like they did in Minnesota with the Vikings. Oh, and by the way, remember Roger Goodell went up there and spoke at the, what was it? The state legislature and he spoke and begged and pleaded them. You got to get this referendum passed. You got to keep the Vikings. They got the deal done, and everything was done. Everything was good and dandy. Where was where was Goodell in St. Louis? I mean, guys, chime in. Correct me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong? I will freely admit such if I am. But last time I checked, I never saw Roger Goodell's ugly face in St. Louis. Never saw him in Jefferson City. I didn't see him speaking at the state legislature. Hmm. Oh, it's kind of funny how that works. Where Roger Goodell went to Minnesota and he argued for the case for a new stadium to be built. Now, obviously, circumstances surrounding it that the roof caved in. But the fact of the matter is, is that stadium was getting old and it needed to be at least redone and rebuilt anyway. But where was Roger Goodell when St. Louis, where was Roger Goodell in Oakland? Where was Roger Goodell in San Diego? Oh, yeah, wait. No, he did go out to San Diego, didn't he? Oh, wait. Yeah, he did go out there to Oakland and Southern California. Oh, wait. That's right. Didn't they offer them additional monies that they said went against the principles of the NFL in St. Louis? 
I mean, I can pull the memo up and show you guys again, but I don't have to because a lot of you folks out there are smart enough that you've been following me long enough or you've been watching my things or reading my articles, which I would suggest that you go over to gatewaycitysports.com and you read those articles because it tells you everything you need to know. So we can go off on a tangent like we usually do on these things, and we can talk about, well, this and that and all these other things. They're grossly misrepresenting the amount of money that is going to be coming out of this lawsuit. There is more money, and we're talking in the billions. Gene says two-plus billion. I don't think Gene's far off. I don't think he's far off at all. And uh, he also says that he does not trust the city with a cash settlement. Absolutely. I don't either. They've proven time and time again that they cannot handle their own affairs, that they blow money left and right. They spend it on pet projects, and it just ends up in some crooked politician's election slush fund. And until something gets done about that, I don't think that anything's going to change until there's real reform. But we're not getting off onto a political stump. You know what I'm also excited about? Besides the fact that, you know, Stan Kroenke has been put on the stand and made him squirm. You know, I'm pretty excited about the fact that the the Battle Hawks should be coming back to St. Louis. Um, it was such a great experience to have that in the short period of time that we did. And as fans, to see my fellow fans out there that were there with me when, I, when me and the In The Zone crew and the XFL STL crew and all of us went down to Arlington, Texas, and we went to that first game. And how much fun that was, how exciting that was, uh, how much traction that got um, online, you know, through our shows, through our media where we didn't see any of the uh, big boys, you know, we didn't see them. They weren't there, but yet we were, you know, we were all there in the zone was there. XFL SDL show was there. We were all there. And to be able to be there with the a train Arlington lane and the one and only dirty one himself in the lobby of the hotel that we were staying at, doing a live stream and just just sitting back and just watching watching the show and just soaking it all in after the game and just being a win, lose, or draw. That was an amazing experience, the very first. That was an amazing experience, and it's something that I will cherish for a very long time, and I hope that we are able to be able to bring back back the Battle Hawks once again, be in St. Louis and be able to do this all over again. Now, that talking about an NFL team, all these other things, we'll get into that in here in a minute. But that that is a special niche for a special group of individuals, for a special fan. And that I don't think that there's there's ever going to be a situation where there's not enough room for that. There's always going to be that. Let's jump over to the comments section real quick, and let's just kind of catch up on some things. Thurman, my man, how you doing, brother? Uh, you truly believe that the Jaguars are moving to St. Louis. You truly believe so. Okay. I would love to talk to you about that sometime. Uh, but 
uh, you know, hey, you're entitled to your opinion if you think that that's really the case. I think logistically it makes sense. Um, it makes sense to come out of a market where you only have about 850,000 people in a city core to St. Louis to where you have over 3 million in the city metro core. Uh, much bigger market. You're going from a bottom-of-the-barrel market to a mid-market. Makes sense. Arlington, my man, my man. He wants an expansion team. I want our own team. I don't want city leaders to handle this. Just support it. Absolutely. Absolutely. City leaders should not be involved, which that leads me to the fact that former CBC, now Explore St. Louis, and Kitty Ratcliffe and a couple of other individuals have been pushed to be deposed, and they have requested that they don't because they don't want to get involved in the whole subject. There's there's some political fallout to that. There's some ramifications uh, politically that I won't get into in a sports talk show, but the fact of the matter is, is that it's showing you that there are city leaders and civic leaders that are taking a step back. And that's great. I like to see that. I like to see the politicians taking a step back and kind of throwing their hands up and saying, hey, we're not getting involved with this. We're going to take a step back. Um, Thurman, you said that if uh, they get the $2 billion uh, to build the stadium, Riverfront Stadium, with a retractable roof, um, uh, you know, I mean – that's fine, but the fact of the matter is the Riverfront Stadium's out the window. That that property was a one-time shot, and it's a one-time deal. They've, they've moved on to do other things with that particular thing. And, and we'll get into some other options, in which, by the way, that's, that's an article that's coming up too soon, so we won't get too deep into it. Jason Stem, my man. Jags or Chargers don't see either. I might be alone. I don't think that you're alone. I think there's a lot of us out there that don't necessarily see either of those teams for a multitude of reasons. I think if you talk about both of those teams, I think the most likely is the Jaguars. Just based off of the connections uh, with Khan being a native from around the area, Mark Lamping, the former president of the Cardinals up until, what, 94, 95? Um, when he left to go do other things. So they're, they're connected to the area. They understand the market. They get it. So that, that there's a connection there. And obviously, logistically, they don't even have to move out of the conference that they're in. It's the same thing with the Chargers. But there's no connection with Dean Spanos or any other you know, partner with that organization that's tied with the St. Louis market. That's where the Jaguars come in. That's that they really do have a deep connection to the St. Louis market based on their ownership group and the people who are running that team. Um, Byron, my man. And by the way, Byron, if you see what's up over my shoulder, what's that, brother? We talked about it early in the show if you're just not tuning in, but uh, that good looking piece right back there. I, you can bet your bottom dollar, Billy, that I'm going to be wearing that to the first game that I can attend in St. Louis at the Battle Dome. Guarantee you, yours truly is going to be there wearing that. Um, Jason says, I hope that it's the Jags, don't get me wrong, need an STL investor to convince me that it'll work out or that it'll work. Yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. You have to have a deep-pocketed investor, but the fact of the matter is, is people forget how rich Shah Khan is. He's just as wealthy as Stan Kroenke. He's he's rich, guys. He's wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. Stupid money. I, I just I can't stress that enough. Yeah, that is a nice jersey, isn't it, Byron? I wonder who got that for me. This We're St. Louis group. Got to go check them out. We're St. Louis. They've got some. They've got some cool things going on. Go check them out over on Twitter. Good stuff. Uh, Thurman says the investor would probably be Dave Stewart. Uh, not probably, possibly, Dave Stewart could get involved. Um, but I would put him much lower down on the list. <clears throat> Khan is funding his kid's wrestling venture. Absolutely, he is. He's funding the whole AEW thing and all of that stuff, and which I don't see in any universe where that would come to St. Louis. I know there's a lot of people that would sit there and say, well, it's a package deal. If the Jaguars came, the AEW would have to come. No, I think it would be better off staying down in Florida anyway. That's just kind of how it goes. You know, so when it comes to my opinion on if if we're talking if we're talking about Jaguars versus Chargers, and which do you think is the most possibility driven team that it could be? Jaguars definitely because based off of the connection, and plus that St. Louis has been mentioned by name by leadership of the Jaguars at least once, maybe twice, I think. Uh, during this whole Lot J referendum, and now they're talking about the shipyard stuff, and that's probably not going to get done. You know, I'm talking to everybody down there that, you know, works with the city councils and all the politicians and everything else. You know, you got to stay interconnected with those things because you don't get the truth from a lot of people. You'll get spin. You need the truth. You need the facts. And how to get the truth and how to get the facts is talk to a lot of people. Get a broader spectrum. Talk to everybody on both sides. See where everybody's at. That's why I was one of the very few people from the onset that had said, and you guys can go back in the video vault and you guys could check it out, but I had said specifically on this show that that Lot J referendum was not going to pass. I had people calling me out on social media, sending me emails, sending me direct messages, and telling me, you're out of your mind. This thing's a slam dunk. It's going to get done. Okay, that's great. Where are you hearing that? Because I'm talking to people that are down there that are working on this thing right now. People that are working with council, political people, people that are political reporters, people that are in the know right here, right now. I'd like to know who you're talking to because the people that I'm talking to are telling me this thing is not getting passed. And guess what happened? Not the type of person where I like to say, I told you so, but I told you so. Thing. Another one for the good guys. Survey says. So, I think this next step, and this is, this is what I had said in prior shows and prior interviews and everything else, that the Jaguars are doing it the way that the Rams and other teams in the past should have handled their relocations. 
the way that they should have handled it was doing it the way they're doing. Okay, we're going to do this Lot J referendum. Then we're going to move over here to this shipyards thing. Let's not kid anybody. That shipyards thing and what they're talking about, it means nothing. This is just another step in that direction of relocation. They're doing everything that they need to do so that way they don't get sued. And the simple fact is, is that the Jaguars have an out clause. They can buy themselves out of their lease. It's going to take somewhere between 50 and $100 million. But they can break their lease. That's nothing for Khan. That kind of money, to be able to make that, that's ridiculous. For them to, to make a statement that they can't afford something like that is absolutely just nonsense. We're talking about multi, multi, multi-billionaires that have so much money that they could stop working and stop doing what they're doing and they could literally live off of the interest and never spend any more than what they make. They would literally just either stay even or even make more money. That's that's the way it goes. So I would say out of the two teams, Jaguars hands down by far is probably your best chance of a relocation team coming to St. Louis. But I think anybody that's out there that's watching this, listening to it, we're all saying the same thing. And it's this. St. Louis doesn't want another reject. We don't want the Rams 2.0. We don't want another team. Somebody else's dirty laundry. We want our own team. That's why the Battle Hawks went over so well. I want an expansion team. There's other people that have voiced the same thing. We want our own team. That's why, like I said, that's why the Battle Hawks went over so well. That's why people attached themselves to it. They did take a wait and see approach, and that's fantastic. <laughs> Thurman bought with the con Star Trek reference. You, you know, and I grew up on that movie, right? So I watched it a lot. One of my, one of my favorite. Yeah, Arlen's an expansion, expansion, expansion. We're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore. Remember that movie? I just sit <laughs> there. I just remember Bill Shatner, William Shatner, with the with the tricorder in his hand, going, "God." Ah, don't do it as good as he did, but the fact of the matter is, is it's that's how it goes. Byron says the St. Louis Kings, pardon the pun. Uh, I would be flattered, but I don't I don't necessarily see that. Uh, Will says if a team moves, it has to be rebranded absolutely, unequivocally, slam dunk, no question about it. It can't be the Jaguars, it can't be the Chargers, it has to be a full rebrand. Um, but I see that's where it works. Arlington Lane, the network, that's right. The network, baby. Right up there. Right up there. Right up there. Right up there. Check it out. Gateway City Sports in the Zone Network. Go at them on social media and everything else because you're getting all the good stuff. This is the good stuff. This is the stuff that you want to listen to. Not some watered down, you know, joke of a version of a sports talk show. Which, by the way, reminds me what is today. It's Wednesday, and I know I got a couple of the XFL STL boys over here in my chat. All right, you need to pop in there. You need to let me know if you guys are having a show tonight. 
Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. It's a little snowy outside. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful as the song goes. And it's a hell of a lot better being inside to being out in that snow. So you guys need to let me know if you guys are having a show this evening on the XFL STL show because they have it every Wednesday at 7 p.m. A one universal in in the zone network joint production. It's a fun show. I love watching it. No show, unfortunately. Oh, gentlemen, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. But, hey, you know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But, hey, I'm stuck at home. Next week, they're back at it, though. 7 p.m. Sharp. XFL STL show. Guys, go check it out. Go make sure you add them on Facebook and everything else. So, let's close the book on the the NFL lawsuit thing for now. There's there's some articles out there with the St. Louis Business Journal and stuff like that. I it, Here's the thing. With that St. Louis Business Journal articles, they have someone inside that's feeding them information. Uh, I know this based off of information that I've been told, um, that they're getting the scoop, and they're scooping the dispatch. They're scooping other uh, news outlets, news organizations. They're scooping them big time. And so they need to get on the ball and figure out what's going on there. But definitely, if you guys are really wanting to be in tune with it, uh, check out those SBJ journals. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good stuff. It's a lot of inside information of what's going on there. So, but I know a lot of people, they have it behind a paywall. But guess what? Over at gateway city sports you don't have a paywall because we won't ever put you behind a paywall we create amazing contents amazing content i will use my words and my verbiage to correctly state what i'm trying to say but we have amazing content by amazing writers that we will never put you behind a paywall ever we won't do it I fundamentally disagree with putting information behind a paywall that people cannot access because it's wrong because the fans deserve to have their news. They deserve to get it when they want to get it and access it the way that they want to without feeling like they have to pay a fee to access that information. It's ridiculous. There's no call for it. So at Gateway City Sports, even over in the Zone Network, you're not going to get a paywall because we believe that you guys should be able to get all of your sports news in St. Louis and around the nation, mind you, for that matter, free of charge because that's what we believe in. So it's been a great show today. We've been running on what, about 40 minutes? Been doing pretty good. Had a lot to talk about. You know, like I said, spring training, we're going to be coming up. And, we're you know, we've got pitchers and catchers that have reported today down in Jupiter, Florida. Man, I wish I was in Florida right now. I think all of you could appreciate that uh, that sigh in that face because it is cold, 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 cold. We had minus 12 degrees out here at my place and uh you know we live pretty rurally 
right? So we live way out uh, almost in the middle of nowhere. And we've gotten somewhere around the vicinity of about a foot of snow. You know, it drifted to up to three feet in some places, but we've got about a foot of snow out here. Uh, and it got really, really cold. And, you know, we, we deal with some animals and stuff out here, and we have a lot of things to do the outside uh, that I have to deal with. And so it gets, uh, gets pretty chilly pretty quick. Ron, my man, I'm charging dollars. I know Ron will. Because Ron, Ron's just you know mean and nasty and surly like that. You go, you go do that over on TOR, Ron. We ain't got that time for that kind of stuff over here on the Derrick King Sports Show. By golly, I'm not going to allow you to come over here on the Derrick King Sports Show on the In the Zone Network, Gateway City Sports, and have you talk your garbage, good sir. You do that over on TOR with Pete and Elliot. Well. I mean, Pete, if Elliot decides to show up half the time. Love you, Elliot. But that's it for today's show. I'm going to go ahead and call it there because guess what I got to do? I got to go outside and deal with some animals and deal with some other stuff. So got to stay warm, stay safe out there, and I will see you back here again next Wednesday for another edition of the Derrick King Sports Show on the Zone Network, Gateway City Sports. Bye, Anara. <laughs>